the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. The Great Depression was the worst economic downturn in the history of the industrialized world. It lasted from 1929 to 1939. Stock market crashed. The year was 1929, oddly enough, when this song came out. Sung by the one, the only, Leo Reisman. There's not a lot of lyrics in this one. The song is usually remembered as the campaign song for FDR, his successful 1932 presidential campaign. Um, Barbara Streisand did a cover of it, which freaks me out. But you could play this today at the office, the Leo Reisman version, because happy days are truly here again. The stock market hits an all-time high. And, and let's, let's sing along, shall we? The happy days are here again. The skies above are clear again. So let's sing a song of cheer again. Happy days are here again. I know you're saying, tell me more about 1929, Rob. I will. What caused the Great Repression? The Great Depression? Okay, we could kill this for a couple minutes. But we can go to break with it later. Because we are at all-time highs on the stock market. Fed cuts interest rates, and there's optimism on that. Good time to refinance a home. Good time to take out a corporate bond. Good time to be speculative with your money. That's what uh, lower interest rates always means. And I'm not telling you to go gamble. I'm not telling you to do something stupid. But when interest rates are on the 10-year under 3.5%, you buy stocks. Period. Period. End of discussion. Throughout the 1920s, the U.S. economy expanded rapidly, and the nation's total wealth more than doubled. It was a period known as the Roaring Twenties. I don't think it's a coincidence that that song came out at the end of that period, right before the stock market crashed. The 1920s was a scene and time of, of reckless speculation. Millionaire tycoons, cooks, janitors poured everything they had into the stock market. Millionaires, tycoons, cooks, and janitors. You know what would be kind of cool if someone would refer to me as that old rich tycoon Rob Black? I'd like to be known as a tycoon. So the expansion hit its peak in August 1929. Production had already started to decline. Unemployment had started to rise. Stock prices were much higher than their actual value. Wages at that time were low. Consumer debt was proliferating and growing. The agricultural sector of the economy was struggling due to drought, which reminds me of the song, Drought, Drought, Let It All Out. These are... No, okay. We had falling food prices. Banks had an excess of large loans that could not be liquidated. Loans were allowed to be called. So if the bank loaned you money to start a farm, they could say, we want that money back now. It wasn't a 30-year mortgage where you get 30 years for good or best, for better or for worse. It was, it was a callable loan. People literally lost the farm. The American economy entered a mild, teeny tiny little recession in 1929. Consumer spending slowed. Inventory of unsold goods started to pile up. When that happens, factories say, wait, stores? You've got inventory? We don't need to make anymore? Okay, Sam, you go home. Clock off. Stock prices continue to rise. Do you see a problem coming here? It's like the rock started the 1929 stock market crash. Stock prices rising, factory production slowing, inventory building up, lots of debt. Farmers, the, the people who are the, the base of the economy, were struggling. Investors started to get nervous in October. 
they started selling in mass. If you're at a movie theater and everyone gets up and says, I want to uh, exit in the next 15 seconds, it's bad. Same thing happened with the stock market. Everyone wanted out at the same, t- same time. A record 12.9 million shares, record for the time, were traded on what was known as Black Thursday. Five days later, on October 29, or Black Tuesday, 16 million shares were traded. Wave after wave of panic hit Wall Street. Millions of shares ended up worthless. The cooks, the tycoons, the chefs, the millionaires all panicked. What made it even worse was they were able to buy stocks on what's known as margin. You own $100, they said, $100 of an oil company. They said, you want to borrow 30 or 40 more dollars to borrow, buy more stock? It's always going up. Consumer confidence vanished. Oh, by the way, margin is the devil. It, it, if, it, if you're borrowing money to buy more, if you're borrowing from your own stock to buy more stock, it sounds like a bad idea. So consumer confidence went from, went from great to disaster. The downturn, I don't even know what that drops about. The downturn in spending and investment led factories and other businesses to slow down production and begin firing workers, not just sending them home. For those who were lucky enough to remain employed, wages fell. Buying power decreased. Look, Sam, I, I can certainly have a, give you a job making a railroad. It used to be $5 an hour. Now it's, I'll, I'll give you that same job for an hour, and you'll be happy for it. Americans were forced to buy on credit. They fell into debt. They were already on a lot too much credit debt. It's like crack cocaine. It's tough to get off. The number of foreclosures and repossessions climbed steadily. World started, uh, world countries started saying, you know, I think we like gold a little bit more than the U.S. President Herbert Hoover, who had a vacuum cleaner named after him, what an honor. Um, He said the crisis would run its course. That assurance wasn't good enough. Things got worse over the next three years. By 1934, million Americans looking for work could not find it. By 1931, that number was 6 million Americans. Industrial production dropped by half. We, we learned we created bread lines and soup kitchens. Homelessness became a problem for the first time publicly in the United States across America's towns and cities. Farmers, they couldn't afford to harvest their crops. They were forced to leave them rotting in the fields. The happy days are here again. It's kind of sad. It's not a happy song. But I'm making it a happy song. In the fall of 1930, the first four waves of banking panics hit. When the stock market started to crash, investors lost confidence in stocks. And they they, they wanted to get their money out of the bank. Banks run on banks, it was called. Bank runs swept the United States in 1930, in the fall. In 1931, the fall of 1932, early 1933s, thousands of banks closed their doors in the United States. So Roosevelt, a Republican who had formerly served as U.S. Secretary of Commerce, thought the government should not directly intervene in the economy and didn't have the responsibility to create jobs or provide economic relief for its citizens. 1932, the country mired in the depths of what's known as the Great Depression, some 15 million unemployed. That was 20% of the population then. Think about that for uno momentito. Out of it comes the New Deal and a road to recovery. We had to invest in our people, not shut shut them off. Another recession happened in 1937. It is what it is. The history... Of a great recession. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I just kind of told you about the Great Recession. I honestly never ever thought that I would play a Barbara Streisand song on the show. I apologize to my father, my grandfather, my family. My friends, I apologize to Salem Radio, KDOW. I'm sorry that I played Barbara Streisand. I'm as embarrassed as you are for me. Why am I playing Happy Days Are Here Again? Stock markets hit an all-time high. 
And I'm good with that. I, I, I think you have to have something to fall back on on occasion. And one of the things on radio that I do on a regular basis is say the stock market hits all-time highs 7 out of 10 years. And that's pretty darn cool. Um, take a look at the stock market today, all-time highs. You should kind of have a grasp of that if you're following me. Your 401k should be at all-time highs. Now, happy days are here again, not just about your 401k. Taco Bell is extending its free taco deal through Thursday because of technical uh, difficulty issues yesterday. So today you can go get a free Dorito Loco taco. I know you're, at, you're scratching your head. Does this guy own a Taco Bell franchise? <laughs> no, I don't. But from 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock today, free Dorito Loco taco. I can't even say it. You can get online and get a coupon if you want one in the future. Pretty clever advertising, wouldn't you say? Maybe not clever is the right word, but what is the right word? So taking a look at the markets today, Federal Reserve, they changed their language a lot yesterday from we're raising interest rates to we're going pretty neutral and it looks like we may cut rates that next year. They may cut as early as July, maybe September if the economic data gets worse. If the Middle East tensions escalate, yesterday Iran shot down a U.S. military drone. Oil and oil prices in the S&P energy sector moving higher. Sadly, you would think the financials would be doing better. The Bank of America, the Wells Fargo's. Goldman Sachs. With a 10-year treasury where it is, you would think we would be doing better, but we're not in that sector today. I'm almost tired of talking about financials. Stock market opened at record highs, and now it's cooling off a little bit. That's okay. It's a normal and healthy thing. Now, I tend to believe that we're at the end of an economic cycle, and this might be kind of a last push-up before we do hit a recession. I'm not panicked either way. So, it's what I would refer to as kind of a closeout move. It's, it's your finishing move, so to speak. The stock market has run for a long time this time. In between recessions, it's been nine years, and we're still waiting. Are we going to get to 10? There's a bit of a euphoria out there. We're pulling demand forward, in my opinion, but it's still, it, it'll leave a hole somewhere by doing that. We may be happy now, but if we're pulling the gains from the next year forward or the gains from the next two years forward, there will be a period of underperformance. I don't know when. I don't know how. A lot of people think the market goes higher this year. Not much higher. I think 3,100 is where people think we hit euphoria. And at that point in time, change your portfolio a little bit. Be a little bit more cautious. I know you're saying, but aren't we at all-time highs? I'm not saying we're there yet. I think we have a little more room to run. But I think Trump wants everything good now. Pay the price later. I love ice cream. Ben and Jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough. I could eat it all night long. And the next day, I'm a big fat slob. I'm pulling the demand. I need it now. And tomorrow, I'm going to have a sugar crash. My diabetes is going to kick up. Doctor's going to say, we have to cut off your foot. All because I'm pulling it forward now. I know you're saying, you just got gloomy on me. It's kind of my job. Moderation and moderation. So the sweetest day of the year has to be June 7th. That's National Donut Day. But good news, tomorrow is National Smoothie Day. You know what kills me about all these national days is that someone's probably ahead of a national smoothie day, and they probably have a staff of like 20 people. And they're like, ah, we only got 364 more days on the next National Smoothie Day. Let's put together a committee to talk about what we're going to talk about. June 17th, big day in history. Krispy Kreme introduced a new donut. A new taste in the donut verse. I know you're saying, how? How could they do this? So June 22nd, just right around the corner, Saturday, Krispy Kreme gives up the new donuts for free. I know, you're saying, Rob, you're making me fat. No, I'm telling you, you should invest in 
diabetes stocks because we as a nation have to have these things for whatever reason. The donuts have filling in them at Krispy Kreme. June 17th to June 23rd, Pizza Hut has a flash sale. $5.99 for basically cardboard with sauce on it. So are we pulling demand forward and does that bother you? But happy days are here again. We're at all-time highs. I'm happy for you. But at the same time, if you're not in retirement, it doesn't mean much, right? So you got to keep playing the game. You stay on top of it. I'll stay on top of it with you. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I think the song was used in Hunger Games. Florence the Machine. I would love to see Florence the Machine, but I would have to go by myself because I don't know anyone else who would want to go see a Florence the Machine concert. Isn't that sad and pathetic? Think of me at a Florence the Machine concert all by myself. I'd probably get up, put my hands in the air like I just don't care. And I'd sway to the music. I think she might be a witch. I like witches. (laughs) I don't have a lot of content today, just letting you know. Uh, It is what it is, right? Uh, oil prices. I know you're saying, oh boy. Did you guys see the headline on um, oil? It's actually a pretty interesting headline that came across last night that Iran shot down the American drone. And it's not cool. It was probably an international airspace, or that's what we're trying to say. And they're trying to say, no, it was in our space. Um, so Trump's sending more troops. And in my opinion, the Middle East is a problem. But it's a problem that's been a problem for about, oh, say, 2,000 years. I have to imagine that inside my head, um, things in badly in the Middle East, because they just hate each other. So between Israel and the Middle East countries, and even the Middle East countries of themselves, and where is there a lot of oil? Hmm. Hmm. Alex Trebek, where is the Middle East? Ding, 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 ding. You are correct. Lots of oil resides here under the, the murky sands. I know you're saying that's a good Alex Trebek impression. I know I'm, I'm, I'm auditioning because uh, word is he's on the way out. Okay, it's not fun to make fun of someone who's uh, dying of cancer. But oil prices jumped to highs of the day, up more than 5% after Trump says Iran made a very big mistake. I will let you know when I let you know. Oil jumped 5% today. Um... And he wants to be seen as a no-nonsense president. He wants to be seen as a strong Republican. And any time a drone from the United States gets shot down in international airspace over the Strait of Hormuz by an Iranian surface-to-air missile, um, it's going to create tension, and oil's going to go higher. What can cause a recession? A lot of people get unemployed because the economy's not there to support the jobs. Um, higher interest rates could slow borrowing costs. Trade deals could stop businesses from flowing left and right. But OPEC could also cause a trade war. Well, not a trade war, but an economic war of sorts. Now, typically in the past, our buddies in Saudi Arabia, and we call them buddies, hey, buddy, 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 hey, buddy, want to go get a pizza? Um, anytime there's tensions, they're like, we will pump more oil. And you're saying, that's your best Saudi Arabian impression? We will pump more oil. That's about it. Now, again, OPEC controls a lot of the world's supply of oil. Less than it used to, if you think about it, because we keep finding it in the United States and other countries. But if they cut off the tap, oil prices run. OPEC being the oil, petroleum, exporting countries. And I find them to be a heinous and evil organization of petroleum exporting countries, not oil. 
I find them to be an evil, like Dr. Evil, group. Because the countries get together and they go, Are you Saudi Arabia? What do you want to do about the price of oil? And Saudi Arabia says, Well, we're okay. Our, our country's doing fine. And Iran says to Iraq, Hey, your country doing fine? Oh, we're not doing very good. Let's, let's cut oil prices. Let's cut oil output so we can increase prices. So I don't like OPEC. I hate OPEC. And the only reason I can tell you why I hate OPEC, um, not only are they allies in theory with Russia, but because if I had, if Intel and AMD got together with ARM Holdings and said, we're going to be the semiconductor, the organization of semi-exporting countries, uh, companies, what would that be? O-S-E-C. O-S-E-C. Okay, it doesn't really mean much, right? But if they were to get together and say, we're only going to produce one million semiconductors this year. Price of semiconductors would go through the roof. But they have the ability to produce 10 million? Mmm, no bueno, right? Uh, bean, cheese, rice, burrito, no bean or cheese. I love doing stuff like that to waiters. You want rice? <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't like rice? Rice is nice. Um, so oil prices jumped to their highs of the day, up more than 5% after Trump says Iran made a very big mistake. I think that's a decent story. Um, speaking of decent stories, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, you got a story for us? Funny is there's a lot of things that just doesn't you know, translate to RABCs, like ESPPs and RSUs. What is an ESPP? Why do we care? What is an RSU? Why do we care? It reminds me, I was up on the mountain, um, you know, back in, I don't know, February or something like that. And somebody had to stop skiing and pull over on their cell phone and exercise some of their Wells Fargo options because they were expiring that day. Awesome. And they were sitting on the mountain and got an email saying, your options are about to expire. And it was about a $6,000 value, net of taxes, that they almost lost because they let their options expire. So a lot of people that work for companies that have, you know, they get the 401k match, great. But then you get the options that have expirations dates, incentive stock options that have different tax strategies. But let's talk about employee stock purchase plans and and RSUs, which is the most common. So an employee stock purchase plan, when you're working for a company, you get two periods a year where you can buy your own company stock at a discount, okay? But they have different tax strategies, too. And and what I can't understand is why people don't, you know, they they get too overweighted in an old company's stodgy stock. Because they're always doing the SPPs, which I like, because you get the discount. Okay. What's the discount typically? Typically 10 to 15%. Okay. And so... But if you want to have most of your gain on the stock qualify for capital gains, you usually have to hold them for at least two years after the offering date. Okay. Um, So what I tell people is once you've bought them two years later, you know, look, if you're, if you're already own, if 5% of your portfolio and you're in your fifties is in your company stock, you need to, as they become two years old, sell them and reinvest them. Right. And remember, if you're way overweight in your company, you're you're talking really fast. Okay, two year, if once the stock becomes two years old, okay. like you've bought it and you've held it for over two years, and you're in your 50s and you own over 5% of your overall portfolios in the company stock that you work for, you need to start trimming those ESPP okay, shares. Right. Okay. But you want to make sure they're over two years old to qualify for the overall capital gains rates. There's, there's really an 18-month rule and all this other stuff that I'm not going to get into on radio. But the discount and how that's taxed and then the, the capital gain and how that's taxed, just hold it for two years. Okay. Start diversifying. Every year you should look at your stock options and if the market has fallen and you've got ESPP shares at a loss, you're probably going to want to sell them to take the loss and offset other gains in the future. Okay? Okay. Um, so What's selling, interesting to note about that is I think a lot of people accumulate 
a lot of wealth like through AT&T. Mm-hmm. They worked there. They got the company shares. They became millionaires. And it's almost ingrained in our society not to diversify. Yeah. But then WorldCom and Enron come along. You know, WorldCom bought a couple baby bells, and they implode. Yeah. Next thing you know. So it's it's ingrained in us, but it's not necessarily trained properly. Yeah. So it's... You know, I can see if you're younger and you're working for a, a company that's aggressively growing and they're they're you know really doing well in the stock market, while you end up being you know 10% of your portfolios in the company stock, it can make sense when you're younger. You can't afford that type of risk when you're close to retirement, so you have to diversify. Um, you also don't want to overpay your taxes because you get that company discount, Rob, that's going to be taxes, ordinary income when you sell. Oh, and sometimes killer. people are paying taxes on that discount twice. Once when you know they get taxed on it. it long story short, there's a form called a 3922. So if you have employee stock purchase program, you got to know your form 3922 so you don't end up paying taxes twice on that discount. Would you say that most people program. who use ESPP should probably use a CPA? Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, I know the tax code really well, and I still use a CPA to prepare my tax return because if I'm audited, if I'm audited, I know I'm not going to do well sitting in the room with, with the IRS if a certain point comes up, you know, because I can't stand our current tax code. They know how to discuss the issue with the IRS. I would just get angry. <laughs> I so badly want you on Jeopardy and the, the, the heading comes up tax code <laughs> because you're like, I know tax code. <laughs> Form 3522. Yeah. Okay, um, 3922. 3922, trust me. I don't know the tax code. I don't pretend to know the tax code. You're a nerd. I'm not. (laughs) Let's just say this. Playboy model. Happened in my life, not yours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So what else do we need to do? RSUs, did we hit that? Do we need to hit that? Well, RSUs is one of those things, too, when you already own a bunch of your company stock. RSUs, restricted share units, restricted restricted stock units. You're granted a bunch of units, and... As they vest, they become taxable based on the value of the stock that day. There is absolutely no tax reason to continue to hold those after that point. So, if you are, if, you know, unless you think your company is just going to go through the roof and you own less than. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So this is a band called AJR, and they're currently on the festival circuit. Song's called A Hundred Bad Days, and I love it. It's got a catchy pop, and then it has this hook where the hundred bad days make a hundred great stories. It's fun. And I've been listening to all the festivals, and they're they're at Bonnaroo, they're at Bottle Rock, they're at all of them. And um, I want the the deep voice to come back in, because it's the best part of the song. Because the hook's good. But it's a band of brothers, Adam, Jack, and Ryan. I kind of think that's cool. And they're multi-instrumentalists. So mom and dad basically said, you're going to be in a band, or you're going to take band classes, and you're going to learn how to count one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And you're, and you're going to learn, I think it's fantastic to teach kids, A, how to create music, and B, how to count. I, I think it's one of the best things you can do. So the band's called AJR, and... Their names are Adam, Jack, and Ryan. Get it? A-J-R, Adam, A, Jack, J-R. I know you're saying, were you smoking a lot of marijuana when you figured that out? I might have been. Um, I don't know. Throw it out there, you know. The Beach Boys, they weren't all brothers. Simon and Garfunkel weren't all brothers. But you could see that music heavily influenced in theirs. Whether it's 21 Pilots, Macklemore, Kanye West, Magic Dragons. Vampire Weekend. Uh, there's a lot of influence in there. Anyway, 
I'm totally digressing. I'm so, 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 so sorry. Don't forget to get your free Taco Bell today. Google free Taco Bell. Don't drop me an email. Hey, where do I get free Taco Bell today? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stocks are, are moving higher on the easy monetary policy expectations. So here's my challenge to you. Get your credit report today. And um, I'll give you a sticker that says, I got my credit report today. With a big check mark, like I voted. But on top of it, take a look at your 401k today. And if it's not near an all-time high, you're doing something wrong. And I'll give you a sticker that says, I'm doing something wrong. With a big X on it. So that's out there. I know you're saying, you don't really have any stories to go all back on. Well, I do. Oil prices are 5% higher. I think that's intriguing. After Trump says Iran made a very big mistake. And I kind of wonder, what's he going to do next? His supporters would love if he threw bombs into Iran. They would love it. They would lose their mind. More so than curing cancer, solving AIDS, and turning straw into gold, they would lose their mind knowing that he goes into Iran with a very big missile. Very huge missile. (sighs) Now, Wall Street loves the Fed rate cut. But what would the market love even more? We're at a point right now where we would like to accomplish a deal with China. I'm speaking as part of the market. So have you ever spoken to your spouse and you're like, man, men and women are really different. What would you like to see happen in our marriage? And she's like, I like, I like dolphins to shoot rainbows. Like, I wasn't expecting that to be the answer. The market's a lot more rational. What the market wants for the long term is a trade deal with China. In the short term, the market's crazy. I want the market to shoot rainbows. In the long term, we want a deal with China. The Iran thing will likely figure itself out, um, I hope. Oh, oh! listen to this. Beyond Meat is now bigger than 80 S&P 500 companies combined. Now, sometime in the next six months, I predict the stock's going to fall. Do you remember the scene in Rocky IV? Rocky is about to fight Mr. T. It might have been Rocky III. Now I'm all confused. Now I'm discombobulated. It's Rocky III, right? And uh, the reporter says... What do you predict for the fight, Mr. T? He goes, pain, pain. I'm not doing that well. So scratch that I ever did that. T, how did I do on that one? T, Mr. T, thank you. I thought he fell asleep on me. Mr. T is like my spiritual guru. He stands about two and a half feet behind me, and he smokes cigarettes all day. And anytime, yeah, anytime I need him, I just look over my shoulder. I say, T, you got anything for me on gold? Anything? Okay. So Beyond Meat now is bigger than 80 S&P 500 companies. And a good friend of mine, I'm not going to say a good friend, he wants to own it. And I'm like, buy it. You know, I'm not going to stop you. But it's bigger than Macy's, Xerox, and Mylan Laboratories put together. It's like crazy how this is moving. Beyond Meat is by far the market's biggest IPO success of the story. And it's been a good year. Zoom Video, PagerDuty, Revolve Group, all blasting higher. There's no question there's froth in the IPO market. Do you know what froth is? You ever make like a, a smoothie and there's like this stuff on top? You ever go to the ocean? It's stuff on top that you can't really explain. You ever go to the ocean and like the waves come in and they come out and there's like stuff left on the sand that as the wave goes out and you're like, what is that? Why is that not out in the ocean? Beyond Meat, Lyft and Uber, all very high profile IPOs this year. But Beyond Meat, it's not expected to generate income until the third quarter of 2020. That's no bueno. So at some point in time, people are going to look around and say, we've made a lot of money. We should hit the cash register. A-J-R. Should we hit the cash register? They think so. They think so. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying it's, it's bubbly. It's frothy. We had this in 2007 before the financial crisis. We had it in the 90s and early 2000s. And they all ended badly. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.